All right, what's up, Gooch? Hey. Hey, uh, hey. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> oh, Lord, yes. Are you giving me Wanda right now? Or is you that Shanae? I'm, I'm more of a Shanae than a Wanda because Shanae uh-huh. really was just a 90s girl, you know, living in a 90s world. For real, for real. She wasn't a bugaboo or a book of bear like Wanda on the low key. I like Wanda. She, I mean, Wanda I mean, just she, wanted to be loved, but she was a bugaboo, too. I don't think she was a bugaboo. I think she was an introvert. And so when introverts get around a lot of people, they be ready to go. <laughs> I'm just saying. I preferred Sinead because <laughs> Sinead could do hair, nails, okay. She had her own place, her own money. <laughs> you got to go to work on my receipt, Heidi. <laughs> oh, my God. I will never forget that episode. Oh, boy. Man, oh, man. So, girl, who um got you fucked up this week? You know what? It's it's been a good week. Did nobody have me fucked up? Um, mm-hmm. it was a great week. It was my birthday week. Shout mm-hmm. out to everybody who blessed me real nice, real proper. Yeah. And like I'm still getting stuff in the mail. Thank y'all so oh. much. Yeah. Wow, like, like that was yeah. cute. <laughs> it, it was dope. So thank y'all. It was good. I got wings at work. I got wings when I got off. I got cake. <laughs> like, it was just like my coworkers literally bought me lemon pepper wings, like, oh, and a birthday cake. They, lemon pepper wet, though? Nope. No sauce. I don't, I'm good. Mm. Lemon pepper, no sauce. But they, I got that. I got a card with an Amazon gift card in the inside. Like, wow. they blessed me so well. I'm so excited. No, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Let me hold on. Let me backtrack. Somebody did get me fucked up this week. Oh shit. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. It's my birthday. We're we decided we were gonna go to a couple festivals. Well, one festival was in a different city, like, and I didn't feel like really driving. It's on the peninsula, and I'm not on the peninsula. Mm-hmm. I'm on the other side. So I was like, I'm cool. We can stay on this side and go to the festival on our side. So we get mm-hmm. to the festival, and it's actually a wine festival, and I have my daughter. Oh. So I'm like, okay, we can't go in. Like, we can we can go around, we but we can't actually go into, into the wine festival. We can totally I think you can. Them. No, you can't. You can't let them drink, but they can totally go to the wine festival. I wish I, I wish I knew. Well, I'll know for next time. But mm-hmm. so we just walked around, and it was on the ocean for like on the strip or whatever. So we're walking around. We went and got pizza, and we're just walking. And so we're walking down the sidewalk, and as these two white girls talking to this, they have these like little booths set up on the strip, and it's like time to timeshare people. They're trying to grab you, like, hey, where you live at type thing. You know what I mean? So they're out there talking to this is black boy. I guess he's like the little timeshare guy. They're out there talking to him. We walk past, and this hoe was like, hey, where the fried chicken at? Bitch. And what? I was like, huh? 
then black dude was like, oh, they're probably tourists. I turned around and was like, nah, actually, I'm not a tourist. And she was like, well, where's the fried chicken? And I was like, Bitch, the fuck? Like, are you serious right now? Girl, and I could no. not, because I had my daughter, I could not go off on her. And then I was mad at myself because, like, I was thinking you about all the stuff I could have said. Right. Like, I could have roasted her ass right there on mm-hmm. the street. And I like, let it go. I don't get you eating no motherfucking chicken because you ain't got no lips, ho. Don't be fucking asking <laughs> them. Okay, well, you're just, just because I wasn't there because, oh, your baby would have got an earful. Oh, hell no. I know. I know. See, my baby is such a church lady. And so, you know, I try not to. She is. She's a deacon. And so I try not to, like, she, she's just a pastor. And I, I can't be rude and stuff in front of the pastor. I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, she'd be correcting you in your behavior. Yeah, she'd be like, you know, mommy, that I just, that's, that's real wrong. You shouldn't speak like that. Or and don't use like slang around her. It's like that's not proper English. And it's yeah, like, where uh, punk ass kids come from? I don't know. But go ahead, girl. Yeah, I can't fuck with punk ass kids. So I just, <laughs> I just let it go. <laughs> I just let it go. Oh lord. <laughs> I was, I was like, my heart, you know how, like, when you're about to fight mm-hmm. somebody and your heart yep. gets to pumping real fast? Like, mm-hmm. that's how it was. I wanted to put, what do you say? I want to put paws on her ass. Like, I was oh, so, hell yeah. I was so mad. I was, because I've oh. never, I've never, like, I've experienced that was microaggressions. So but I've never, yeah, I've never had something, oh. something so up front. And I'm just like, but like, Bye. really? Bitch. I, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. And then the, so the black dude will stand there and not even check her. Right. And, and like, that's oh, they're what probably tourists. They're probably tourists. And I'm like, so my girlfriend is with me, and she's like, yo, coon ass. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Look, the one, look, you got that spot. The one time she's supposed to jump brawling with somebody. Thank you for coming through. Yes. Yes, Pearl. Come right the fuck through. Yes. Um, 
black community, like no structure or stronghold where mm-hmm. you have a place to really be safe from that. Mm-hmm. I feel sorry. I, I, I fear for them. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, especially my area, because it's not only that it's not heavily saturated with black people, but there's also mm-hmm. a bunch of white people coming from different areas because right. it's a tourist area. So, you know, you got these racist-ass people coming from wherever. They come up from Kentucky, mm-hmm. Illinois, Indiana, like all over the place. All of them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and that's this problem with the white people who are gentrifying these metropolitan areas. They've never lived around black people before, and you can tell. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, go back to where you came from, for real, because we're not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Right. It just, Jesus. Girl, you you good. You 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 did the right thing, but no. I'm sorry, but Miss Deaconess, she just would have had to pour her um holy water and put me down because I'll let them have it. You're not supposed to talk to me that way. No. And my baby, she a Christian too. She she, she pulling that mess. But I'm yeah. gonna go and walk over there. I'm like going over there. Go and pray. Because there were a couple times. Oh, I was about to go at um my neighbor's son across the street. His friends was in the street acting up, and I told him to go inside. And they tried to yell at me, and she was young, and I was like, go up on that porch. <laughs> and she walked up on that porch, and I told her to let loose in the street. And she yes. was just standing up on that porch. Yes. And I let her know, like, listen, I was going to whoop that boy's ass, and mm-hmm. I just didn't want you to get in the way. Okay? Pretty much. So she knows. When I tell her, go on over there, she gets, she knows. Yeah. She's out of the way. Because if I roundhouse this motherfucker, I last thing you do is kick my own damn child in the mouth. Okay? <laughs> so, girl, you good, though. You good, really. Yeah, I feel fucked with on your behalf. Yeah, I was fucked with. I was. Like, I was really pissed. Now, you know I let really people mess with my peoples. You know if I call and you friend of family. I know. And you know if I call you friend of family, I already ready to be ready for the ride out for you anyway. Yes. <laughs> so... Honey, girl, they messing with you on your birthday. Oh hell no, you lucky I wasn't. I tell you what, I tell you what. <laughs> oh, we could have turned it. Oh, we could have turned it, honey. Oh, they wouldn't knew what to do. But I'm I'm sorry that it happened on your birthday. But I'm glad that yeah. everything else about your birthday was good. Yeah, everything right? else was great. I was just like so happy. Just it was beyond great. Excellent, excellent. You seem very joyous and glad. Yeah. You're wonderful. It's the day you were born. You should totally celebrate that. Exactly. Totally. totally. I love birthdays. Yay. Mm-hmm. And you made it another year. You know, you made it a lot farther than a lot of, than most folks, you know. A lot of people mm-hmm. didn't make it to 30. Some of them didn't make it to 25. So, it's a blessing. <laughs> glad you're okay. here, girl. Listen. <laughs> oh, jeez. But, um... Nobody really got me fucked up this week per se. I'm just more fucked up behind, um, honestly, you know what got me fucked up? All the people who had something to say about Colin Kaepernick's um, silent protest of the national anthem, but they got nothing to say now that these motherfuckers is out here getting shot the fuck up. Are you surprised? In a little, in a way. I you know what because I read the I read an article 
you know, about how many people have been murdered by police since Colin Kaepernick started his protest. He's only been doing this protest for about a month now, mm-hmm. and I believe the number is 65. Wow. 65 people in the last month have been murdered by police, two of which we've seen on camera. Um, one guy, this happened in D.C., you know what, I feel terrible because just that quick I was getting ready to say his name and it slipped my mind. But um, he was from the area up here and some people that I know who knew him personally and they're very upset about it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I find it, I'm going to say his name. But um, honestly, I'm just a little, um, I'm a little fucked up behind it because you had all that to say about, oh, Terrence Sterling. That's his name. His name is Terrence Sterling. If you do not know about what happened to Terrence Sterling, it happened in the district. He was um, on a bike, I believe, and um, the police were told not to pursue, and they pursued him, and naturally um, he's no longer with us. And a lot of the details and information are a little uh, – they're not really very forthcoming about what's happening. We do know that dispatch told them to not pursue him, and they did it anyway. And unfortunately, um, because I don't believe that there was any um, social media coverage, like no one, you know, a bystander, you know, happened to be filming. We don't mm-hmm. have any footage, and I don't believe the police are, are um, issuing any of the footage that they do have. So we're not really seeing it. So it's not getting as much um, traction or um, – or national coverage as some of the other uh, murders, but just know the name Terrence Sterling. Mm-hmm. Um, this is happening. And for the people who had so much to say about what Colin Kaepernick is doing, I, it's, I'm fucked up because, number one, his protest is becoming more and more valid and more righteous. Mm-hmm. And the people who have something to say, they're cowards. They're cowards because they were ready to attack his protest and not look at the substance of why he was protesting. And now it is being validated repeatedly, and you now you're silent. Now you want to shut the fuck up. Yeah, and I'm they, they, they turn a blind eye. Yeah. Again, and they're willfully they're willfully obtuse. Willfully ignorant. One singly ignorant. Yeah. And I'm fucked with because. I'm tired. I'm just tired of. I'm tired of white supremacy. I I, I have um, maybe about four or five white people in my life that I genuinely care about. I don't hang around a lot of people. I don't have close white friends in my personal in my personal circle in my personal space. I don't. Mhm. Because unfortunately, you know. My first experiences, no, and my first experiences growing up, and, you know, I'm not even 40, and I was taunted in elementary school. Yeah. I'm not even 40, and um, I used to be, I used to have friends at school, and whenever we would go outside to play, and maybe we'd go around, you know, like on their side of the street or their neighborhood, um, the next day at school was always, I can't play with you anymore. My mom mm. said I'm not allowed to play with black kids or wow. you're not allowed in my house, you know, or their older siblings will come out and be like, you know, 
you know we don't talk to niggers. Wow. You know, and that that was my experience growing up. And again, I'm not even 40. You know, racism never left. It never went anywhere. It just evolved. Right. As society evolved, the ways that they enact, the way that they carry out white supremacy and oppression just evolved. No, they mm-hmm. can't put us in the cotton field. No, they can't kidnap us and make us work on plantations. They can arrest us. They can redline us. They can take money out of our school. They can um, harass us by the, with the, using the police force. They can do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It never left. It never stopped. It just evolved. And there are white people who just refuse to see it or acknowledge it or do anything about it. And it's like I, I it's like I've been knowing. I'm not going to trip off this election. Right. On on the one hand, I pray that you know Donald Trump doesn't become president. But on the other hand, like there is a there is a small part of me that does want him to become president because when he does, poor working class white people who supported him are the ones who are going to be screwed the most. See, we're black. <laughs> we're already fucked up and poor. Okay. Right. We already we, we know how to manage. We know how to manage. <laughs> we already knew how to struggle. Okay. Right. Listen, we already look, we already we already know how to overcome. And I believe uh-huh. so black we are survivalists. We're gonna yep. be all right, black people. Mm-hmm. But these poor white people, they're not gonna understand because Donald Trump lose their mind. is nothing but a shyster. Like mm-hmm. he's made his living on screwing people over making bad business deals and just being ruthless. And he's going mm-hmm. to gut and undercut so many people and they're not even going to understand. And I'm just going to sit there and I'm just going to watch. Yeah. It's going to be the housing crisis all over again. Remember in 2008, mm-hmm. these yeah. white people losing their minds. I'm just like, oh, okay. Oh, and they <laughs> cried. I remember it was this one white lady at work losing her goddamn mind. And I just sat there and looked at her. She was like, I can't believe this is happening. And, and like me and the other black lady, we just sat there and looked at her like, woo-woo-woo, mm. sucks to be you. Like she didn't right. understand. You know, like I've seen that happen. You know, white people get what they vote for. Like this one lady, she was so pressed to vote for Bush. Mm. She lost her job because he um, outsourced a lot of federal mm-hmm. positions. So she got late. She got furloughed and laid off, and had to reapply for her job as a contractor and lost all her benefits. Oh, then wow. her son went to war, and not only did her son go to war, he died. Oh and man! She got everything she voted for. Yep. And I know that sounds cold. I know it sounds terrible, but guess what? You voted for yeah. him because you thought that he was going to carry out your little white interests, and he right. did. He carried out white interests for the wealthy class. Yeah. I think that's what they forget. Like, I look, I just, I go through these white neighborhoods and not even, like, the middle, people say there's no middle class, but, like, not even the middle to upper class. Like, I I just ride through, like, the poor white neighborhoods and I see all mm-hmm. these Trump signs and I'm just like, you idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, like, idiot. he's never done anything for poor people Poor no. black people, poor people, poor white. He's never done it. He, like, I was watching um, this one guy. He built uh, this structure for him 
on his uh, resort, and he put this guy through so much litigation to not pay him for the work that wow. by the time, like, he paid all the legal fees, and that guy was like, it took him, like, 10 years to pull himself financially out of that situation. Oh, wow. Because they were banking on that money from um, what they built for him to pay salary. And he was he couldn't let his people go. So he took out loans and put himself into debt to pay their salary. But it almost, uh. it almost bankrupted this man. And then he was a small business owner. So mm-hmm. you hear them talk about small business and, and, and working class. Yeah, it's about to be, all that shit's about to be over. Mm-hmm. It's about to be rich and fucked up. There's going to be no more poor. You're not going to be poor. You're going to be just plain old fucked up. And I'm just going to sit there and watch them. <laughs> because the majority of people on welfare are white people. Oh, yeah. And they're going to cut their they stamps and they ain't going to get no cheese. And you know how white people You know white people love cheese. cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to work all pissed off. Nancy, <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong, Nancy? <laughs> I can't get any good at Tiffany. This is anarchy. I didn't sign up this. I was told by AppleCare that there would be goat cheese. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Listen, everybody knows that people love good cheese. <laughs> Don't come between me and my cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, that shit reminds me of that Oprah commercial. <laughs> I love cheese. Yes, yes, we got other people doing it. I love tacos. <laughs> Oh, but you don't know. I used to stand up in my room and say, I love Brock. Like, oh, my God. I love old Brock. I love Brock. Go. Gosh. Oh, God. Go. Go. little sisters, I don't know if he said his little or his older sister's clothing, and his dad would 
beat him. Like, beat him. And um, what I appreciate, though, is that Young Thug was like, I'm not going to let that stop me from being fly. Like, I like clothes. Gender, he said, clothes don't have genders. So mm. if I like it, I'm wearing it. And I really, I really love the fact that he persevered, even though, like, because it could have went totally different. His dad could have really messed, and he probably does have issues, but his dad could have really messed him up in that way. You know what I mean? Like, he could have really beat the misogyny into him. And so mm. I'm just, I'm, I'm glad he, he, he worked through that. But I, I mean, it was heartbreaking, though. And then, like, to, to hear how people talk about him nowadays, like with the, uh, the album cover of him in that sickening dress, getting a little bow peep, I was just like, yes, come through. Come through with this. I just, I don't, how can I get my words together? I don't understand why people, why is it such a big deal if a man decides to wear quote unquote women's clothing or if children decide to play like if a little boy decides to play with a doll I don't get the issues like you know that toys don't make you gay clothes don't make you gay like and and even if you are gay what's the big freaking deal I don't I just don't understand people's rationale when it comes to stuff like this and I'm I'm trying to understand it but I don't I just can't get it I think one of the things is that um, while women uh, well, society is uh, evolving, and I think mm-hmm. that one of the things that is evolving is uh, gender norms mm-hmm. and gender conformity. Mm-hmm. I think that um, now that we live in an age where, you know, there was a time it was not socially acceptable for men to not go to work and have a woman going to work and, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of you because those, I mean, there was a time, I mean, it, it, listen, when that was happening, it was a pimp type situation, but it wasn't, you know, something that just, you know, <laughs> happened or whatever. Right. But now, you know, we see that men love to groom themselves. You know, the secret is out. They love product. If you ever live with a But man, this you know is nothing new, though. But the it's thing is, not. it's not new because this is, if you want to take it back to George Washington and them, they wore wigs mm-hmm. and heels. Right. But back then, that was um, considered masculine. That's what mm-hmm. masculinity was. But one of the things we have now and that we're realizing is there's such thing as toxic masculinity. It is the masculinity. Listen, it's toxic masculinity. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, I can't wait to get into a debate with somebody. Toxic Mm -hmm. masculinity. Let's go. It is toxic (laughs) because it's the idea that masculinity is based upon being hyper-violent, hyper-oppressive towards Mm -hmm. women and people considered weaker. Mm -hmm. Um, I've noticed that a lot of men blame feminism for things. But the reality is is that feminism isn't to blame for why you can't get a date. It's toxic masculinity because as a man, you're told, 
you need to be big and macho and you need to beat other people and be angry and, you know, violent. And if you're, you know, mm-hmm. not like that as a man, then you're not a man. And you have a lot of men going out trying to prove their manhood through violence and these things. And it's like, listen, my nigga, that's not you. Right. And it's really you, it's other men who are putting you in this position. But men don't fight back against it. Like they're like, okay, <clears throat> a lot of men think that their manhood is measured in how many women they can sleep with. And so they mm-hmm. sleep with women and they lie to them and they do whatever it takes you to say that they got them. And some men even lie about sleeping with them. You know what I'm saying? That has repercussions mm-hmm. and things like that. But, right. you know, it bolsters men. Well, the reality is what you're failing to do is to build real relationships and, con- and to connect with people. Mm-hmm. That's why your relationships fail. It's not the woman's fault. You're a piece of shit. Right. You're a terrible person. And, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Maybe I'm not explaining this right. I, I feel like I'm not explaining it right, but that's a term. Look it up. It's it's out there. Toxic masculinity. Let me Google right now so I can read you. I love it. I, uh, while you're doing that, I dated a guy, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and we all know I'm bisexual, so don't ask me. So <laughs> it <happens. laughs> I'm not just gay for Facebook, but um, I dated a guy, <laughs> and... Um, we were, it, this was before I was enlightened as much as I am, or I don't even know, I knew I was, I knew what he was saying was wrong, but I was in such a bad place that I allowed it. And this particular guy, I was watching some TV on Bravo with Miss Derek and Miss mm-hmm. Lawrence and their right. other friend. I forgot the name of that show. But I'm watching oh, it, and she's like, Real Housewives of Atlanta." No, it's a. It was a spinoff show that they had, like fashion. It was sort of like fashion police type thing. Oh, okay. I, but yeah, it was something like that. It was all three of them, and I'm sitting there watching it, and he's like, "Uh, you could. I would never allow some person like that to come into my house around my kids." And I'm like, "Huh, honey." What's the problem? Because when I grew up, my mama had two gay best friends, and they took real good care of us. Sometimes took better care of us than my mama did because my mama was at work. And so what they were doing was coming over and cooking us meals and checking on us, making sure we had baths and our clothes were straight. Like, what are you talking about? I I don't get the correlation of how this person is dressed compared to, how they're going to raise a kid or what influence they're going to have on a kid. I mean, and then his, mm-hmm. his, his excuses were just such bullshit. And come to find out, this little nigga was a closet homophobe. Like, he wasn't okay. a closet homophobe. He was a closet homo. And, uh-huh. yeah, like, really, you've mm-hmm. been running up in booty hoes, and you really doing this right now? Are you, you really, are you? And, and you know what? Ever since I read that um, medical journal where they did the study and they showed that men who possess homophobia and mm-hmm. you know get hyper, you know, angry and aggressive, it's because they showed they had a control group and then they had the regular group. Um, all the men in the study identified as heterosexual. So mm-hmm. the men they were broken up: men who, you know, I don't have a problem with homosexuality, and men who like, no, that's wrong. The group yeah. who said that homosexuality was wrong was shown gay scenes and gay images from gay porn. They and were aroused. They became sexually aroused. Mm-hmm. But the group who didn't have a problem with it were not sexually aroused. 
Right. And so we know that some of homo- some of the homophobia stems from anger. Mm-hmm. At about themselves. Maybe being attracted to men. And for most men, and I believe there's a lot of men, a lot of men don't know how to process it. A lot of men have not been taught how to process their feelings in a positive mm-hmm. and healthy way. Mm-hmm. So a lot of men, you know, are gay and don't even know they're gay. Right. Weird. That's why it's important that I feel like the Kinsey scale needs to be taught more. It, it really needs to be does. brought up more. It does. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I found it. Are you ready? Okay. Yep. All right. And I have some examples here. Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is one of the ways in which patriarchy is harmful to men. And patriarchy just means that we live in a male-dominated society where the interests of men are held above the interests of everyone else in society. Mm -hmm. That's why women cannot – that's why the fact that Congress is full of men, but they they feel compelled to legislate Productive reproductive rights, and they don't have a fucking mm-hmm. uterus inside. Hear yeah, that patriarchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is harmful to men. <laughs> it refers to the socially constructed attitudes that describe the masculine gender role as violent, unemotional, sexually aggressive, and so forth. A well known masculinity men's rights movement that is not mostly anti feminist has yet to appear. For silencing tactics used to discredit patriarchy's harm to people who are not men. So here's an example. The pervasive idea of male-female interactions as competition, not cooperation. The pervasive idea that men cannot truly understand women and vice versa. And following that, no true companionship can be had between different sexes. The expectation that real men are strong and that showing emotion is incompatible with being strong. Anger is either framed as the exception to the rule or is not an emotion. Relatedly, the idea that a real man cannot be a victim of abuse or that talking about it is shameful. Men are just like that. The exception that real men are keenly interested in sex, want to have sex, and are ready to have sex most, if not all, at all times. The idea that real men should be prepared to be violent even when it is not called for. For example, a common response to women's tales of experiencing street harassment is for a man who's listening to say, if I was there, I would have punched the harasser. This is problematic. Mm-hmm. Discuss the links in the... Okay, I'm going to follow up. Okay. Though not reinforced much in fictional media, in real life it is widely expected that a man would abandon his pregnant girlfriend and is incapable and or unwilling to take responsibility. The myth that men are not interested in parenting and are inherently insulted to be single parents discourages men from becoming involved in the lives of their children, encourages household inequality, which hurts all involved, assumes Mm -hmm. that in case of divorce, Children would go with their mothers instead of examining each situation individually. Emasculation, the idea that there is a range of feminine interests and activities a real man would not hold and that disprove a man's masculinity regardless of his other actions. Interest in one's own personal looks, cosmetics, dressing up, fashion, being emotional, expressing emotion, crying appreciating frivolous things such as sugary girly drinks, romantic styles, two animal videos, rom conflict, understanding women, being sympathetic, being silly, giddy, needing help, not knowing, and so on. 
So these are some examples of toxic masculinity. And how many things in that list, girl, <laughs> mm. where you should be yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's... There are other articles about it. If you are to Google it, they talk about toxic masculinity from the perspective of the Orlando shooting and the Orlando massacre nightclub um, that the guy who committed the massacre was actually someone who patronized that establishment. Right. And because I believe he was turned down or, you know, he still hated gay men, even though, you know, he went there. Mm-hmm. Also, here's another one that I think is very important. They talked about, Men cannot be abused, and men don't speak out about their abuse. Abuse, toxic masculinity is killing men. The roots of male trauma. Um, one of the things that I remember uh, in D.C., there was a serial rapist going around raping men. Men were being abducted oh, off the street and were being oh, raped. And this man was able to go pretty much unbothered for a very because long time. Because men aren't going to report it. They, they don't, men they were not coming forward. Mm-hmm. They don't so have to be labeled men, as gay. Right. Or, you know, it was one guy or who was said victim. he was, he, he was um, the guy followed him out of the metro and robbed him at gunpoint and pulled him into an alley and he robbed him but he also raped him. So the boy reported that he was robbed and did not tell the police he was raped but he confessed to his friends, you know, like, I was raped. Mm-hmm. And the friends were the ones who were like, you have to report this. And it was his friends who took him to the police station to come forward and report it. But, you know, you think about women who don't come forward because of the way right. they're treated in right. cases of sexual assault. Men are treated worse because your manhood was taken. He took your manhood. That's what, you know, when you're in jail... And you're, they took your manhood, and you got your manhood took, and no man wants to admit that. There are a lot right. of men who have been raped and hurt and will never heal or come forward because of fear, because of what other mm-hmm. men will say. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of toxic masculinity, and that's something is harming men. It's hurting women because we have Definitely. rape culture, and it's okay to, you know, take no as a, with a grain of salt. You know, it, it it's just something, you know, in, in the whole Young Thug situation. I remember when his album came out for Jeffrey, the album cover and the artwork came out, and that dress was flawless. Yes. He was fierce, but a lot of dudes were like, oh, man, like, no, no, no. And listen, I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of gay rappers out there that we probably will never know they were gay. Mm-hmm. And they'll never come forward. You know? Yeah, next so, um, All you niggas I've been in jail for, stop my shit. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> I hate you. I hate your gut. I hate you so much right now. This moment for making me sound about being a nice boy. Girl, we be serious. <laughs> Why are you like this? <laughs> Why are you like this? I'm just look, these are facts. Okay.
I he said it. I just repeated it. Lord God, I wasn't ready. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, I'm saying he paved the way. You know, DMX did that. Hopefully, y'all won't have to go through that. So, just come out already. Mm. So refreshing. Girl, now that I've I've recouped from that, <laughs> did you want to go into Blue and Kendra? Uh, sure. Okay. Because you were you going to tie it all together. So, do you have an article about that? So, basically, people have problems with the fact that this character, Blue, from Queen Sugar, and then we'll just roll right into Queen Sugar. But this mm-hmm. adorable baby boy um, plays with a doll. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? I need to know what wow. the problem is. Like, why are y'all like this? I I think it's sad that, you know, the reality blue is happy. Exactly. And that's all that, honestly, that's all that matters. I've seen that, though. Like today, it was so funny. So um, my neighbor's son, he is the sweetest little boy. He's just a genuinely happy little boy. Whenever you see mm-hmm. him, it's so, um, it lifts my spirit to see his his joy. Is, is, it's innocent. It's pure. He is genuinely happy. Like, just riding his bike down the street, being on mm-hmm. the scooter. So, like, he's happy. He's so precious yeah. to see. So um, he's had, you know, one of those little balls you sit on with the handle, the big ball yeah. where you got a handle you bounce on it. He had yeah. one of those, and it was purple. And, I didn't, and, like, me and his dad was sitting on the um, porch and just talking. And so I didn't even think of, of it till I wanted to give him a little toy car that came that I got today. I was like, I'm going to give it to JJ or whatever. It's his son, sorry. <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, I'm going to give it to him <laughs> or whatever. And uh, I was like, you know, come over. And, you know, we talking. And he was on a little thing. And I said, whose toy did you take? And he was like, what are you talking about? I said, first of all, I said, you like Sophia the first? And he was like, what? Because it had a big old, it was purple, so it had a big old Sophia first on it. And I got on him. I said, and so his dad normally is very like, no, you don't play with that stuff, blah, blah, blah. I said, whose toy did you take? He was like, what? He was just playing around. I said, you took one of the little girls' toys up at the park. I said, and they're going to come down here on this side of the street looking for you, and next thing you know, you're going to be in a fight again. <laughs> so, because all the little girls in the neighborhood love him. Yeah. And so, they always coming down, messing with him, and sometimes fights break out over him. So, um, oh, he just looked at me, you know. <laughs> he looked at me, and I was like, mm, I'll just bust you out real bad. But, you know, I've seen, you know, dads take toys from their son. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no, you can't play with that. No, you can't have that. And it's just sad because the kids at that, in that moment, it's just a toy and they are just playing. Yep. And I have that happen at my house. I had a, um, I have mm-hmm. a little girl. So all the toys at my house are, and I hate to say they're girl toys, but they're Barbies and they're arts and crafts mm-hmm. toys and they're you know what I mean? Like, this is what she plays with. So, 
the little boy came over because I had a housewarming. This little boy came over. He's playing with the doll. I mean, he wasn't, like, loving on the doll. He was playing with the doll. And his dad slapped the doll out of his hand. Yeah. Like, was like, no, that's for no. girls. Like, made a big deal out of it. And we all stopped, and we're like, okay. What? So yeah. that happened. <laughs> like, it's and just, it's like, like poor baby don't even understand what you're talking right, about. Right, right. And this guy was mm. military, so, you know, it's oh, even more yeah. mm-hmm, hard-coded into him. So <sighs> I feel for the youth. I really do. Oh boy, that's terrible because you know it. Look up um, toxic masculinity. Read read about it for yourself. You know, and and try to put that in perspective. You know, what you're teaching your son, what you're upholding. You know, and and think of the ways where it's hurt you. Mm-hmm. You know, where you probably lost a relationship or hurt someone. Or your because, daughter got hurt. Right. Your think niece. about how yeah, or or think about how your daughter or your niece will never come and tell you they were hurt because you'll blame them because you're blaming other women. Mhm. Mhm. So, uh, yeah, um, just think about it, you know. But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Was that all? Yeah. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about self care. Okay. Now we know Black Lives Matter. We Absolutely. know that white folks be tripping. Okay. We know this. It's no secret. Um, what I want the to talk about... Huh? I said the cheese levels be low. Why people cheese levels are mad low, son. And this is true. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't shit. <laughs> I'll never be shit. Ain't so bitch. So tight. <laughs> Me, I'm tight as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was a total inside joke. Shout out to the Facebook group, the Cooking the yep. Goose. <laughs> Fucking love y'all niggas. Oh, my God. Um, but, um, <laughs> okay, let me pull it together. I just want to talk to my people right now. Please take care of yourself um, during these times. If it becomes too much, yeah. if it becomes too much, it is okay if you check out. It is okay mm-hmm. if you don't engage in anything that is happening. It is okay if you log off social media. It is okay if you unfollow the white people that you were friends with since 1985 because them motherfuckers yep. just don't get it. It is okay. It is okay. Don't continue to let this trauma happen to you over and over and over again. See, it's a cycle. First, we're traumatized by the event itself. Then we are re-traumatized by the assassination of the character of the victim. And it's like clockwork. 
they, they plant drugs, they plant weapons. And even when they don't have anything to plant, they dig up, oh, he was arrested in 1992 for jaywalking. They still find ways to assassinate our character to justify the murder. Mm-hmm. What we're watching is murder, state-sanctioned murder, and it's okay to not watch it. And on the other hand, you niggas who keep posting these damn videos, if someone says stop, please stop. Please stop, please. Okay? If you want to watch that stuff, go right on ahead. But if someone is telling you, like, it's too much, please stop. So self-care is the practice of doing what's best for you and your psyche and your sanity. Mm-hmm. Self-care is, you know, self-care is, you know, turning on your favorite TV. Self-care is, is for me, is going to the salon and getting my hair done. That is my sanctuary. That is my place of peace and rejuvenation is getting my hair done, okay? Go get a manicure. Go get a pedicure. Go take a walk. Go to Froyo. Go, you know, pray. You know, it's self-care is, you know, is really... Self-care is repairing yourself emotionally, physically, and mentally from, Mm -hmm. it could be trauma, it could be pain, and, you know, you can practice self-care at any time. You can practice self-care when nothing's wrong. You can practice self-care when everything is going wrong. You can check Mm -hmm. out and say, you know what, I'm just (laughs) not going to deal with shit, and I'm going to go make myself feel better. If that means going through and, you know, cleaning out your closet and, and putting together a nice bag and taking it over to, to Goodwill, if it means to go spend time with a loved one, if it means to go and just volunteer somewhere, that's self-care. Anything that's going to quiet your mind and your spirit, anything that is going to, you know, take you out of that place where you're thinking about whatever it is that's weighing you down and just putting it on hold. Listen, your problems are going to be there. Mm-hmm. They ain't going nowhere. But if you need to walk away, do it. Definitely do it. But don't keep re-traumatizing yourself over and over again. Don't right. keep explaining to people over and over again when they are showing you they are hell-bent on not understanding you. <laughs> don't do it. Don't let them try you. You know, mm-hmm. and we said that after we talked about Blue and Kenya, we were gonna go into Queen Sugar. So we said that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking about self care because I think I explained it, and I just want y'all to take care of yourself. Yes, and just be self-care well. Self care is also not wearing holy draws. Self care is not wearing <laughs> white and nude bras. Self-care is also getting really good lotion. Um, Self-care is also brushing your teeth. I need y'all to self-care yourself into appropriate hygiene routines. Like, 
This is self-care. Flourish. Flourish, okay? Luxuriate in a bathtub. Let that water run up and through. That's self-care, okay? Let's get these pH balances on and popping. Let's let's do that. You know, you just had to turn that into a nigga moment. <laughs> you just had to be a nigga about it. But it's okay. Over your ignorant bars for the week. You got that. Listen, I, this, this is not ignorant bars. This is going to help save somebody's <laughs> life, okay? Self-care is washing save. your ass. Yes. Self-care is not covering my cubicle stinking. Self-care is brushing your teeth. Yes. <laughs> Self-care is preventing yourself from getting cussed the hell out. That is self-care. <laughs> I'm trying to help y'all, okay? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank us later. Thank us later. Clean sugar, girl. Clean sugar. Clean, horrible, clean sugar. Okay, so naturally, Goose and I disagree. Um, I love clean sugar <laughs> this, this week. Go on, girl, but go on. I y'all I can't I ain't watched enough to tell y'all how I truly feel. I just know that let's see, I am over John Luke. I just I'm sick of him. He's a baby. <laughs> I can't he's 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 a child and I refuse. I refuse Please. to deal with a child. <laughs> Leave Ronald Larry alone. <laughs> I still want a nigga like Hollywood. When he was in that kitchen cooking honey, with his shirt off, I said, yes, yes, looking like a cold pitcher of sweet tea. Yes. Mm-hmm. That towel Woo. wrapped around his hip. And you know when men wrap that towel around their hip and get it real tight, it don't never come up. Oh. Mm-hmm. Look like he smell oh. like zest. Oh, fresh out the shower. Mm-hmm. The green bar. Get the green one. Go yes. old school on it. <laughs> And he know he got them fresh deodorant balls under his underarm. Come <laughs> <Cut> through. <laughs> ah, the mature curl. Oh, yes. I love him. I want him. <laughs> yeah, I want him to be my man. I can't wait. To, I can't wait. So I'm sorry. <laughs> that Queen Sugar was real fucking good this week because, girl, you should stay to the end. So let's get to it. Let's get to it real quick. Okay. Or whatever. Spoiler um, alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Skip ahead. Uh, um, Charlie, this week, I'm so glad that we caught up with Charlie and what was going on with her in her life. Um, first of all, she is Davis' manager, and, you know, they were dealing with the fallout from the bad press. And um, he's losing endorsements and, you know, she was in spin mode and just, you know, trying to make sure that they secure, you know, uh, his career, basically. Mm-hmm. And she was very clear with him, like, I'm not doing this for you. Like, I'm your manager. I'm going to manage because I have a vested interest. But I ain't going to stand by you like a beautiful wife. Right. And even though she's saying that, she's still coming through in the clutch with that thing. Um, Just like a black woman. Girl. girl, Right in the gut. Mm-hmm. Right in the motherfucking gut. So, um, 
I thought that way the way that uh, Charlie's storyline went, I thought that they were setting it up for her to return uh, to her home, her and her son, because mm-hmm. um, some things happened. <clears throat> One of the things was that the son was very eager to get back to school and um, get back to his life. Also, um, Charlie noticed that, you know, the other players who were involved in the scandal initially with her husband have been together now. Mm-hmm. And that, sorry, when you got cases coming up and motherfuckers squat up, yeah, that's you all men out, that's no, that's not a good sign. Right. Not a good sign. So it seems like, you know, everyone's, you know, rallying together and they're going they're gonna go against David. Um, when they met with his team. Uh, the team manager and I think it was the manager and the coach. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Yeah, like you know, he's suspended indefinitely." So it was bad news all around for him. And uh, Charlie was just in spin mode, trying to you know get to the bottom of everything. And she was calling in chips, and she was mm-hmm. reminding people, you know, like, "Hey, I came through for you in the past." And they were just like, "Listen." We don't want any parts of this because what it's looking like is that Davis is going to be charged with rape. Mm -hmm. So we see her, you know, go and she gets a shark of a lawyer. The lawyer is, okay, we can do this, you know, a couple ways. Uh, One of the things is that, you know, we can make this go away. We can, you know, she's a prostitute and we can just, you know, find out how much, you know, she thinks all this is worth and offer her some money. Mm-hmm. Or we can make that hoe disappear. Literally. Okay. And I was like, ooh, honey, the juice. So Charlie <laughs> being Charlie, she decides, you know, we'll find out, you know, her price. And uh, we'll start with that. But surprisingly, mm-hmm. she came back and was like, uh, yeah, we offered her the money. And she doesn't want money. She doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. She don't want the money. So Charlie was like, what does she want? And that's when I was like, girl, girl, girl. Hmm. Your man did it. Let me tell you something. Video footage comes before the destruction, honey. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if, you, if she's getting it, honey, but uh, the storm is headed her way. Mm-hmm. And she might want to go ahead and just duck and cover. Fuck it. Everything so. she built, all that shit, he blew it. Because you don't know what the sponsors other... and and um, partnerships out the ass. And you don't know what the other team is going to say or what they're preparing to say or what they were ready to say to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And if that means throwing your man under the bus, girl, that's what it looks like they're about to do. Right. So um, that was Charlie's. Uh, issue, and then with her son, I thought it was very sad. He gets back to school. He's smiling with his friends and his girlfriend. Everything really seems to be going okay. He just wanted to get back to his life, and then his girlfriend was just telling him, you know, like, there's a Tumblr page, and I was like, oh, these children, their Tumblr pages or whatever. <laughs> um, They have a page dedicated to his dad, and you know, anyone who's on Tumblr, you know Tumblr don't fucking play when it comes Mm-mm. to issues. Such as nope. sexual assault <laughs> and social justice issues. They don't right. play. So you know they're probably ripping him apart. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
And the girlfriend, you know, did make him aware of it, and he was over there. And you can see her mom has issues with uh, the son and the daughter being together because of what's happening with the father. So naturally, Charlie gets a call from school one day, and she has to go. And um, the son is going to be expelled because he sent pornography to his girlfriend. No. And Charlie was like, I want to see. And so the son was like, you know what, screw this, let's go. And she's like, oh, you best leave. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you see her and her son, you know, she's chasing after him because he just left. And she's like, you sent that girl a picture of your dick. And he was like, I didn't know anything. He's like, I did not send her the picture of my penis. I didn't know anything about it until today. And that's when it dawned on her that the girlfriend was cheating on the son. And that's how the son found Uh out his girlfriend was cheating on him. Now, the only thing about it pissed me off is that, number one, the little boy, his face still bothers the entire fuck out of me. It irks my soul because he looks like Gumby. I can't unsee this. Peter and Gumby had a baby, and that's what their son looks like, and I'm over it. Um, But, my nigga, you going to let that little bitch get you kicked out of school? That wasn't even your dick? It wasn't even yours. Well, I mean, yo, dick. Oh, hell no. I love you her. got to get her jump off GP now. And you got to call your homegirls. Listen, off motherfucking G motherfucking P. I this told her mama, like, that ain't my dick. Yana. Nope. Hashtag that bitch line. Right. Dark Sue's going to do it to you. Mm. 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 So <laughs> I, but in his 15 year old heart, that was like soul crushing. It was like the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, son, you're 15. See, this is why you children these children don't need to really date. I'm sorry. Because it's exactly. like you're 15. Get over it, okay? You'll live again, okay? It's not right. the end of the world. It's just not. It's just not. It's not. And here he is, ready to throw away his motherfucking school career behind this chick, and it's like, yeah, she ain't even loyal. Their strategy. Ignorant bar right there. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, then we move over to Tova. And her name is Nova, y'all. <laughs> Terra Nova. Tova. Tova. We move over to her, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I this okay. I was totally fascinated on what was happening. She's been she's once again immersed herself into a story um, because she wants to get the stories out there, and you know it's part of her journalism, you know, hard hitting and in, interesting stuff, and mm-hmm. you know also kind of you know get back to her life now that you know the farm you know is Billy Ronald's responsibility pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, She's gone back to work. And so one of the stories she's chasing, we do the follow-up from the story from last week where she met with the boy um, at the facility and come to find out the facility has been forcing um, underage children into, to take plea deals and find mm-hmm. themselves in adult facilities. And so mm-hmm. she's following up on a lead and talking to one guy. He was telling his story of how he, um, what did he do? 
It was something very simple. He had some drugs on him, like a small amount. And he was just like, they held him for a year and kept saying, we're going to give you this charge, we're going to charge you with that. And then um, he got tired of sitting in there for a year and just took the plea. Uh-huh. And um, he was getting several other people that he knew who he was just saying, like, you know, and they didn't put him in a juvenile facility. He was 17 years old, so they put him in that facility and held him for, for a year since he was 18. And he was like, you're in there with adults. He's like, you got your cellies trying to put their hands on you. And he was like, sure, they can put you in solitary confinement, but then the guards won't bring you any food. Ah. So he's describing the conditions and that they existed. And, you know, it's a pattern. Young black right. children are being put into um jail for minor infractions and then they're being forced to plead, you know, out of fear of taking, you know, you know, getting bigger charges and they let you sit for so long you just take the plea. So Tova's writing the story and she's doing following her lead and, you know, one of the the boy that she um went to see last week, two sleep, was assaulted in prison. Mm-hmm. And she visited him. And it was very sad, but I really appreciated that storyline. Yeah. And um, then we move over, and that's what she was doing, you know, following that. Then we move over to George Phillips, <laughs> and he's supposed to, he goes to the bank and sees that Charlie has set him up with everything he needs. She put $100,000 in his account. All his business stuff is straight. She did everything but register that damn farm with the damn state. Mm-hmm. So he knows he's in trouble, and instead of calling and saying something about it, he tries to fix it. He's at because work. he's an immature child. But when he did call um, Tova, she was rude, and Charlie wasn't answering the phone because she was dealing with her husband and her son in expelled. Mm-hmm. So, um, he's at work. And the guy's like, oh, you know, I'll cover for you. Go on. We got your, I got your back or whatever. And he's talking about, you know, he's got a cousin. We've got a farm. And he's, you know, going under. So he's got all this equipment. He's like, no, I just need to get some sugar cane so we can plant it. And then everything will be okay. And mm-hmm. the guy asked him, like, were well, you registered with the state? And he knew he wasn't. But he tried it anyway. So he gets to the feed place, I mean, the sugar cane place. And um, the guy, he's convinces the guy, you know, he's late, he convinces him to let him, you know, pick up his cane or whatever. And the guy's like, okay, what parish are you from? He tells him, and he's like, your parish is all sold out because it wasn't registered with the state. So that means everyone put their order in in advance on how much they're going to need, and that was how much that particular place ordered. Mm-hmm. So everyone came and picked up their, their seed to plant, and it was none left for him. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to work. And he's talking to the guy, and he's like, your cousin who um, is going under, does he happen to have any sugar cane? He's like, well, yeah, he's got about 73 acres. And he's like, I'll take it. Huh. So he buys the sugar cane. And then um, the guy comes over, Charlie's friend, just check on him, see how he's doing, comes over, and he discovers that his sugar cane got the clap. Yep. It's moldy. Got fungus so in it. And this looks like a wicked case of herpes. And so <laughs> I can't plant that shit. <laughs> I mean, it looked like Willie Love Plum. Like, it's like, you can't plant that shit or whatever. 
Like, it's not going to yield a crop, and it's going to, you know, right. fuck up your soil and shit. Right. So Ralph was upset because he's like, I spent $15,000 on this, and it's like, honey. $15,000. And um, he has to call his sisters and tell them. Mm-hmm. And he is very, very upset because Tova is going into, oh, you're a fuck-up mode. But he was like, wait a minute. How was I supposed to know that we were supposed to do it like that? Like, we we all some rookies in it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you was the one talking about you did this year in, year out with your daddy, and you knew. So it's like, <laughs> jump in it. Like, he he didn't know that part. And, and that's sure. where I'm on his side because he didn't know the mechanics behind, you know, he didn't know the paperwork aspect. He knew the actual working part. He knows the acreage and how to plant and how to balance the soil. And, you know, like that, he he knew the work. the business. Right. He's a worker bee. Mm Mm-hmm. He's not Mm -hmm. a boss. So. Right. And so, um, he, you know, told, told starts to go in on him and he's like, well, hold the fuck up. You sit up here running around chasing all these stories for all these other people going to visit everybody in jail. But how many times did you come visit me in jail? Twice. Two times. He was like, I'm your own mm-hmm. brother, but you worry about everybody else's brother. And I thought I'm he had a valid point. I'm visiting your ass in jail. You in there for a reason. Oh, I do jail visits. I do. I ain't got time. That's You all punishment from society. Listen. Why would I come visit you? Now I don't date jailbirds no more, but I don't <laughs> no more, no more, nope. Mm-mm. Oh, I, I've been delivered from that shit, honey. In my twenties, praise the Lord. I had I, one good time. You got one good time, honey, and I was off jailbirds because that motherfucker was crazy. I said, "Oh hell to the no." Of course they are. They crazy. And I was like, "Oh hell no!" I started listening. One time, I learned my lesson. <laughs> Thank God I learned it in my 20s, and I was a fresh yeah. 22. I was like 20, 21. So, yeah. Ooh, thank God I didn't I didn't let it fuck up my life, girl. Yeah, some, really some be going different. hard for these dudes in jail. Like, I'm going to hold you down. It's like, um, justice broke us up. So, right. Yeah, huh? I'm going to go. <laughs> let me tell you something. We don't got to be together no more. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'll send you some money for some ramen. You'll be all right. Oh, okay. See, now, I may not put money on your book, but I'll visit you. No, I'm not. No, you're in punishment. You don't get to play with the other kids. Sorry. <laughs> Concentrate on keeping that soap in your hand. I don't, like, no. I'm not coming to visit you. You fucked up. <laughs> I knew what so, I said. Uh, <laughs> don't call me. Don't, don't call me. Don't. Because what am I going to talk to you about? Like, I had a guy, I had a friend who went to jail, and he got in contact with another friend and was like, call me. And so I call, and it's like, once I say, hey, how you doing? Once you say, oh, man, I'm fucked up, I'm in jail, it's like, okay, what else do we have to talk about? You didn't go to work today. You can't tell me how Susan got on your nerves. You can't tell me, like, oh, I'm late on a bill and I got to do – like, you can't talk about regular shit that people talk about every day. Like, what what are we going to talk about? Nothing. Nothing. So just keep the awkwardness 
where you are. I'll I be mean, where I am. And I'll holler at them about. I mean, you can literally talk to a jailhouse nigga about anything because the motherfucker ain't going nowhere. He ain't got no choice but to listen. Mm-mm. I don't want mm-mm. <laughs> no. Nope. You can talk to a jailhouse nigga about anything. Mm-hmm. Real fair, if you call a jailhouse nigga, he don't got nothing to talk about. He ain't a good jailhouse nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm good. It's too much pressure on me. I don't even like talking on the phone. I'm good. I can't with you. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Do your time. I'll talk to you now. So, moving on, because we're talking about Queen Sugar and not jailhouse niggas in this jailhouse life. It all ties in. So, I thought that was good. It did. Uh, I think that was it, Queen Sugar. Anything else happening? Anything else relevant? No, that was really? pretty much the gist of it. I thought that it, again, it, it, um, gave us more development, gave us a little bit more insight into the characters, and I think it set us up good for next week with some real juice. Because Charlie's going to confront the prostitute and Uger. About fucking time? Like, Ava, how much are you going to develop these fucking characters? We get it. They and, and The struggle is so real for them. I, I, I'm I there, girl. I got Listen. it. If she don't pull this shit, if she don't come through this next week, I am done. I'm quitting. Just calm down. Queen Your cheese levels are low. Calm down. I'm under the rest. <laughs> Go get some cheese. It's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get a slice of smoked goo. <laughs> I want the mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hunty. Hunty, hunty. We have a letter this week. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Do, 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 do. The sun stays. Okay, I need you to find a song, a legit song, okay? That is I'm a legit le- song. That is nostalgia. I'm not, listen, I'm too old to really jive with the Blue's Clues jingle, okay? <laughs> I just want you to know Blue's Clues is 20. When Blue's Clues started, I was a smooth 17. Okay? <laughs> I didn't get into it like most of these kids out here. I can't relate to it. I'm sorry. Listen, but I feel I like we should it. have a legit theme song. I'll, I just I'll, I should. I'll consider it taking it under consideration. For now, it's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't ask for much, okay? I don't, I don't okay. ask for much. I didn't ask <laughs> you for nothing. I didn't ask you for nothing. Not even your five. Sorry, 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 Sorry. <laughs> Don't you do it. Don't you do it. People spend another hour on this line. Don't you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I do that sometimes. Did I? Step on the big screen. I'm going to do a couple of monologues. I'm going to go off. You should. Don't ever let me be Oprah. 
don't ever oh, let me be over. I know people probably use all the goddamn time to fight her lives for her, but I'm going to go talk. All your life, Oprah, all your life. Listen, <laughs> I'm like, Stein with me. That was my part. Like that. Listen, yes. you can have that all. You can have that all by life. I had to fight. I could do that with the best of them. But honey, when Sophia said, "I said, sign with me."
minding my fucking business. That was yep. the best day of my life. So you can stop being his friend, like, if this is not somebody who aligns with your morals and your principles and the way that you handle things, there's nothing that says you have to be his friend. Move on. If he asks you why, tell him. Be real about yours, Jody. But tell his wife, no. you That's a recipe for disaster. Like, you're opening yeah. up a whole other can of worms, and you're pulling yourself into it, and it's going to be bigger than what it already is, then it's going to be a foursome. And no one has time for that. No one wants that stress. It's too much. Just cut ties with the dude and move on. That's all. Yeah, because the thing about it is the friend knows what the fuck he's doing. Okay? Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing. He um, is a grown-ass man who has has self-control, and he's responsible for his own actions. No, he, well, here's the thing. A lot of men think they can't turn pussy down, but the reality is you can. Yeah, you can. Niggas can turn pussy down. You can turn, it's really simple. Turn that bitch down. And then here's the thing. He is fucking with low-hanging fruit, which says something. Because she fucked around with other people in the office, and trust me, he knew. He Mm -hmm. knows. He's just taking his turn on the doorknob, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, your friend makes bad choices, and I think that uh, you should just mind your business because yeah. I feel I, I've been in this situation before. Um, I've told friends, you know, like, hey, your man is shooting. And, you know, for me, I'm the friend. Don't call me unless you're ready to put a nigga dick in the dirt. To see what I'm not going to do, I'm not going to be the friend to take you over so-and-so house to jump so-and-so and fight with his yeah. nigga in the tree box and spot on this nigga, and then you go right back to that motherfucker. I'm right. not that friend, okay? Right. When you're ready for things to end, like if you want to, like if you say, Cookie, if my man's cheating on me, let me know because I'm going to whoop that nigga ass when I'm dumping this nigga, I'll be done, and you're not going to look back, sure, fine. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know something. But if you're just going to go right back, oh, bitch, no. Mm-mm. Nope. You're wasting everybody's time. Wasting everybody's motherfucking time. Putting everybody in your business, looking stupid. Now nah, I can't mm-hmm. respect you or this nigga. And just no. Um, on the other hand, I've said something to friends about, you know, this significant other cheating. Uh, and I was a single, single jealous bitch who, you yeah, know, or don't understand that relationships are complicated. Mm-hmm. And really, she was just, you know, mad because her business was in the street. And I knew, you know, people knew about it. And she was just embarrassed. So instead of just dealing with her niggas, she wanted to lash out at me. I'm Mm -hmm. not the one for that shit either. Because if you felt me like that, oh, honey. Honey, honey. Yeah. I'll be your huckleberry, okay? So, (laughs) uh -uh, uh -uh. I'm going to tell you right now, the best thing to do is just remember this, honey. Macho circus, macho monkey. You're more stupid. He's making terrible life decisions. It's only a matter of time for his wife finds out if she doesn't already have an inkling. Um, yeah, and, their relationship uh, is already screwed up. Like, there's things going on that you probably don't even know is going on. And right. just stay out of it. Very, Why? very true. Very, very, very true. Uh, is a possibility, you know, that, yeah. And um, 
I would say the reality is worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. You said what you had to say to your friend. You told him to be careful. You warned him. He did it anyway. He's made his choice. Mm-hmm. So I don't really feel like there's anything else for you to do in the situation other than to live your life in a way where you're you're minding your own business. Right. Pretty much. Because it's in the Bible. <laughs> it says to mind your business in the Bible. So. Not your circus, not your monkey. Don't even get into it. And, yes, you can cut him back because clearly, you know, I feel like infidelity to me is, is a character flaw in a sense. Um, he, he knew he wanted to do this shit. And, you know, when you asked him did he use protection and he hesitated, he fucked that whole raw. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, his life is going to implode, and when it does, it's not your problem. Right. You got your own fish to fry. Exactly. I say mind your business. Self-care is just minding your business. Self-care is minding your business. Self-care is making sure your chicken levels remain at a normal pace. Or teeth. We don't yeah. discriminate. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. So, you know, there's that. And I hope this advice helps you. Um, and good luck. You know what I'm saying? Because, huh? I said keep us updated because she is totally. going to find out. Oh. She is going to find out. And when she finds out. Mm-hmm. Honey. Just be present. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say anything. Just be there. Let me tell you something. Just, now nah, when she find out, mind your business. Yeah, don't say shit. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> mind your business. I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. mind your business. Mm-hmm. Just mind your business. And that's, you know. That's all I can say, honey. These things are never easy. But, um, yeah. They are easy. Why do people say that? They're easy. Because it's infidelity. The the wife is going to find out there's going to be a divorce. And it's just so. That has no bearings on on the writer of this email. It has no bearings on him. It doesn't fall under none of the three F's. This man and his wife is not fucking him, feeding him, or financing him. It's super easy. Okay, then. <laughs> On that note, girl, you know what you're right. I'm just saying, this is easy. This, this is not, again, not your money, not your circus. It don't have mm-hmm. nothing to do with your household. It don't have nothing to do with your bills, your children, your, your whoever you messing with. Nothing. This is all on this man. He made a conscious decision. It wasn't a mistake. He made a decision to sleep with this lady, the town bicycle, everybody getting a ride. Who wants that? Nobody. Let him mm-hmm. have it. And let you be merry and peaceful in your own spot and let him have all these issues. Let me tell you something. Just um, with this person, 
And, and here's the other thing. I think at a certain point, you know, in life, you know if you're happy in your relationship or where you are and all that yeah. other kind of stuff. So if he's got issues with all that kind of stuff and he's taking these kind of risks, just imagine what else he would do. It's a character right. me. No. Imagine if he – what if he pulled you into it right. unknowingly? Like, By telling you like, oh, I'm with you, and he's out when he's with the girl, right? And then she roll up on you. Come on, man. No, control all the lead. Get out of there. Listen, mind your business. Shut it down. Mhm. Just mind your business. That's all you can do. Just mind your business. That's all. Just mind your business. Mind your motherfucking business. <laughs> oh, are we man. getting black today? Yes, we are getting black. We're getting black, black too. Mhm. We're getting black to Ashley Chanel. Ashley is okay. a friend of the show. She is a makeup artist based in the Tennessee Atlanta area, and um, she's striking out on her own, and um, she's submitted her stuff to us. She's up on our website. Take a look. We are located at thecookandthegooch.com. Um, you can find us. Uh, do a simple Google search, thecookandthegooch.com. You'll see our website. On our website, mm-hmm. you will see our highlighted Give Black Entrepreneurs. You can also listen to um, our shows. And we're about to start adding some more content up there. Um Probably posting, like, you know, definitely our thank you letters, some of our advice letters that we get so you can kind of read them and comment on them if you're so interested. So um, take a look or whatever. It's in our book, Reading Rainbow. Ignorant part. <laughs> so, yeah, our Give Black Entrepreneur for the Week is Ashley Langston. Uh, let me get some of her information. You can uh, Ashley does have a website, and uh, let me pull that up. Ooh, I had it up a minute ago, but you know we black or whatever, so <laughs> could be happening or whatever. She has her own website. It is www ashleylangstonartistry.com. Um, you can email her at info at ashleylangstonartistry.com. And her IG is at Ashley underscore L-A-N-G-S. Ashley underscore Lang is her IG. So um, she's a wonderful makeup artist. She's very talented. She um, worked um on the on movie sets, she's done makeup for um, industry people. If you check mm-hmm. out her website, you can see the work that she's done. She's up and coming. She's black, so we want to give black to her. Check out her website, everybody. If you're in the Tennessee Atlanta area, give her a call um, and see what she can do for you. Even if you're and, not, give her a call. Shit, stop being cheap your whole life. Shit, <laughs> let her beat your face. Yeah, get your face beat. Uh-huh. Yeah. You walking and around so, looking like who done it. Get that shit fixed. <laughs> self care. <You> know, <laughs> you know, yeah, getting your face beat is self care. 
Yes. Also, <laughs> tell her the cook and the goose sent you. <laughs> yes. Ain't no awful codes. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're just going to flourish together in this. Yes. We're all going to win. Oh, boy. This is this is good. This is good. So on that note, um, let's see. Anything else? Stay hydrated. Yeah, make sure you stay hydrated or whatever. You know, there's that. Yep. Okay. All right. Wow. So... <laughs> <laughs> That was good, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, again, thank everybody who is listening, who's supporting, who's coming to the website, who is um, just been there for us. Thank you very much. We really, really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay. All right, on that note, peace. Bye. <laughs> Hold on.